This is a podcast about seductresses. She's like so mesmerized with his dick. He's mesmerized by her puss. This is oral history. Everyone's getting seduced tonight. (laughs) Was that a fake laugh? Don't you wish there was an app that could like tell you what someone is like in bed before you go out with them? Well, babe, stop wishing and start swiping. Hashtag open is a new dating app for people who are down with ethical non-monogamy, aka polyamory, open relationships, and all of that fun shit. You can make a profile for yourself or with a partner. And the dopest part is you can use hashtags to communicate your kinks, boundaries, preferences, and all of that jazz. Communicating your interests can definitely be kind of awk, but hashtag open makes it so easy with tools to help you open up about what you want in an honest, transparent, and ethical way. If you're the tiniest bit curious about exploring ethical non-monogamy, head to hashtagopen.com slash oral history and download the app. My hashtags are hashtag threesome, hashtag BDSM, and hashtag cuckolding. Head to hashtagopen.com slash oral history and try to find me. I love red too wine um, just so you guys know i love red wine too but over i don't know s- what else that would be in reference to <laughs> just the color <laughs> yeah i just love the color red um but over the summer we had to switch over to rosé yeah something about red wine during the summer is like just a little too much unless you're doing a sangria and i wish that we would have um let's have a sangria night okay fun i like that for us i like that better than i like a mold wine yeah how do you i don't love a mold wine oh is that hot wine with where you do like the side the like cinnamon and nutmeg or whatever germany has some pretty good mold wine on the streets Um, yeah you like drinking on the streets yeah but it's not like i don't know it it didn't feel strong or maybe i just they water it down probably that's what um, I would do if I was selling it on the street. But we're back to red. We're back to red. We're also back to recording at nighttime. Feels good. Feels yeah. like it's been a minute. It does. I specifically wanted to drink tonight, which is why I was like, I want to push this recording because this glad. gives me an excuse. I also wanted to drink. I like uh, it, it's I noticed last episode we did not clink. Oh, my God. I'm we, so sorry. We weren't drinking. I think we recorded in the morning in the morning we did it was like early afternoon probably probably like one or two yeah yeah so it goes and so it goes case Wait. Sarah. Hmm. speaking of speaking of phrases okay <laughs> when are you getting your tattoo then uh november 9th <gasps> that's yeah. like coming up it is it's really coming up so i gotta make sure that i have enough money in my bank account to do it but no i i already i put my down my um deposit so 50 percent of it is paid for and then i go in on the ninth they were just like make sure you eat something don't bring any friends don't bring any food well because it's covid so you can't bring people in so i am gonna have to be a brave little toaster all on my own i'll pick you up that would be nice would you wait outside for me it won't take long it's gonna take like 30 minutes yeah okay great wait what are you getting again i'm getting the phrase so it goes okay that's tattooed okay. on my arm so it should really only take literally no time at all okay literally literally, literally zero times no time so time be there or be square is it in williamsburg yeah oh okay down okay great <laughs> because it's their a bagels date are- i'm gonna if, put it in your calendar if it was in bed no because the bagels here suck dick 
I know. We don't have a good bagel spot near us. It really is kind of just the worst part of our neighborhood. Yeah. So if we look for new apartments, I think that should be top the list. Yeah. It's like. No, like, yeah, that should be on the top of the list. I think it's pretty much. I was going to say like, oh, but where are there good bagels? I think it's just like our neighborhood does not have. We're like in a limbo neighborhood, you know? There isn't anything. There's just fast food. We are kind of on the parameter of two neighborhoods. So we live in between Bed-Stuy and Bushwick. So I do think we're kind of in a transitional area. But we're like on the outskirts of it is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Like, yes, we are in Bed-Stuy, but we're also like a stone's throw away from Bushwick. Yeah. So we're not in like a centralized area, really. Yeah. And when we were in Bushwick, we didn't really find good bagels there either. But I had one bagel spot that I really liked and it closed down. (gasps) Uh, sad okay question for you okay <laughs> when i go to, to my mother's mom's. yeah <laughs> this is the there's only one spot in new york that Ariel likes get, to get bagels from and it's on the upper east side <laughs> and she's like it's the only place for bagels no no it's just that's where i'm most at and it's right across from my mom's no yeah and you've had those fucking bagels no they're really good and you've had the chinese food there that's really good also that although i like our chinese food yeah our chinese food's pretty good too and it's on our block but no when i go october 24th i am going to the voting polls on the upper side at 8 a.m they open at nine but my mother wants to go at eight wait how are you voting in new york what do you mean you're a jersey resident I'm registered to vote in New York. You are? Yeah. How exciting for you. It's like wherever you're like living. Like I... I, Yeah, that's technically true. I thought that I had registered in Indiana when I was a student because I did it at this fair. So I did not actually vote in the 2016 election. What? Because I I thought I was registered. So if you think... Just go online and double check. It, it takes zero time. Yeah, we, it takes like thirty seconds. But yeah. no, I'm I'm registered to vote in Ohio. Just like fucking yeah. So that that's very cool. But that's a swing state, so right? That's why I haven't changed yet. Yeah, yeah. I, we've talked about this before, but I can I like definitely want to just get a ton of bagels and then freeze them. Okay, great. So do that on the twenty fourth. Just make a whole day of it. I'll make a twenty minutes out of it, but. What's going on in your life? <laughs> it's not about my life. It's about Gal Gadot's life. And oh. I wanted to bring this up with you because it's about someone that we have talked about on this podcast before briefly, Gal Gadot. Oh, Hedy Lamar? No. Oh. Um, but recently, Gal Gadot has been cast to play Cleopatra <gasps> in a new movie. No way. But people are mad because she's not Egyptian. She's right. Israeli. Right. I, and I just assumed you would know because I know the company that you freelance for it's like Gal Gadot is um, such a tasty little exactly. treat. Everyone eats it up. So I was wondering if you had any opinions um, or if, you know, Emily or your other coworkers had said anything to you about it. I have not been plugged in for the past few days. I've mostly just been in my head. So <laughs> um, I don't know. This is something that we talk about a lot is you and me off the pod. Like, mm-hmm. Um, can a non-black person voice a black character? Can a non-Jewish person play a Jewish character? That's a lot of, that's something that's talked a lot about on like on that company that I freelance for. I don't, I would like to read more about it, read about the people who are outraged. Um, but in the general sense, like I'm excited there's going to be a Cleopatra movie. Yeah. That's fucking excited. 
straight up so no i mean i think i I think voice acting yeah i think people were just like ah like middle eastern energy we'll just throw her i think this is a really classic example of like oh she looks ethnic so we'll just put her there and it's Uh like there are egyptian people that exist that you could cast and you don't have to cast a known name in a production to be um good yeah i mean gal gadot was practically a no name when she was started getting cast in stuff everyone has to start without being known yeah um, most, for for the most part there are some people where it's like okay your parents are massive stars we know who you are when i was younger and i didn't understand racism sure i was like oh there's just not like you know um ethnic i don't know if ethnic is diverse people yeah applying for these things they're not trying out for them they're not doing this stuff so yeah that's yeah. just why because I didn't, I didn't get it and but i truly like would want to know how many Egyptian people applied for the role. How much due diligence did they do for this? And then there's just like the, well, the, even the if con- people aren't auditioning for the role, it's like you can still find people, right? You can, you scout know what I mean? For that. Yeah. You can scout for people. Like This is a major movie that, yeah. you know, so many people are going to watch. Like, yeah. And I, I dare them to be like, Oh, actually just no one, of the correct ethnicity wanted it and it's like you're a liar then so you're lying i also think there's probably a lot of controversy there and like an israeli woman portraying an egyptian pharaoh pharaohess yeah didn't didn't the egyptians oppress the jews for so long they did um i think that's biblical not actually historical so you're telling me moses isn't real i don't think so (laughs) you're telling me the prince of egypt is a lie it's a cartoon, though. Have you seen the Joseph movie in a uh, cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same animation style. I just, like, don't remember it. But I saw it on... Um, I watched this, this movie about Abraham the other day. Because mm-hmm. the Ab- Abraham and the Torah is coming up. And I do a video series on it. Mm. Love Abraham. Um, so fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. But... Yeah, I, 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 I hate religion, like, as a blanket statement. But I love the religious cartoons. I really do. But they're story. Those are the stories of the Bible. Yeah. I know. It's what I grew up on. I'm very well versed. <sighs> classic, classic, classic. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because one, Cleopatra is a sexy woman who we should cover soon. I know. Or like when that movie comes out. We gotta do her and Jessica Rabbit because they're in our... <laughs> I know. And we lines. haven't touched either of them. <laughs> I also saw that you sent me um, the Medusa statue that's being built and I haven't looked into the controversy, but I know people are like, are you kidding me? Like, what is going on here? They're putting a, a statue of Medusa outside of um, I don't even a prison, oh. I think is what's happening. It's like this. I We shouldn't talk about it because I don't think either of us are fully <laughs> equipped to do so. But there were the, the Twitter sphere was popping off this weekend. Wow. OK. And I like fully took this weekend off the Internet. So I didn't really know what was happening. But I think I like searched in tweet deck medusa pussy or something like that yeah i know you you sent me a tweet about her yeah yeah no i know what you're talking about they were like make the pubic hair medusa snakes um you cowards (laughs) yeah so um this week's gonna be a little bit different for our episode we are the tie into halloween is a little bit looser oh um loose and we're also not talking about a specific woman necessarily, but we are talking about a famous scandal. Okay. Yeah. So here's the tie-in. 
Okay. We're going to talk about, you've seen Halloween Town. Yeah. 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 Everyone's seen Halloween Town. I feel like that's, like, if I were to ask you your favorite, like, Disney Channel original movie that's Halloween based, would it be Halloween Town? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Are there any others? That's the right answer. (laughs) No, like, if you were, if you were to say, like, don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. The fuck is that? Exactly. Is that a real movie? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a Disney movie? Yeah. That sounds a little bit It sounds raunchy. a little crazy. It sounds but... like The Babysitter. No, Halloween Town is obviously the best. So we're going to be talking about a scandal that involves the grandmother, a.k.a. Debbie Reynolds. <gasps> um, it's super juicy. Oh, my God. Do you know it? No. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm excited to hear. No, yeah. I um, I basically was just looking up different Halloween-centered seductresses, and Halloween Town came up, and then this scandal came out up, and I was like, okay, great. Let's talk about it. Okay. So before we do that, you are listening to Oral History. History. I'm one of your co-hosts, Rachel Waynes. And I'm the second co-host, Ariel Kaplan. Wonderful. Now let's dive into it. Nope. We're going to clink first. Oh, you're right. Also, Rachel is sipping her wine out of a Halloween-themed glass. Although, to be fair, I I usually am. Well, no, I mean it is festive, but I just want I want (laughs) I want our listeners to know that the Halloween spirit (laughs) lives on always. It wasn't like a happy coincidence. It just no always. So we are talking about one of Hollywood's most salacious scandals that happened in the fifties. Today we have Brad. Angelina and Jennifer but back in the day they had Debbie Reynolds Elizabeth Taylor and Eddie Fisher and so I now present to you the Debbie Reynolds pamphlets okay which is a little play on words for those of you guys who like Hamlet you're welcome the Reynolds pamphlets Donna you know what I'm talking about nope you've seen Hamlet no I mean I read it you read it Hamlet Hamilton oh my god oh <laughs> Um, they're similar so just don't I, I don't kill me to the music i don't what's the line what's the line in the song is literally like it's like the reynolds pamphlets and it talks about how hamilton cheated on his uh wife oh anyways <laughs> it's a cute funny joke so those of you who liked it you liked it okay <laughs> so let's get into it so debbie reynolds was born in el paso texas and her family was not super wealthy she was just like a nice, small, young, poor girl from... What was her natural hair color? I'm so sorry to interrupt. I don't know. Probably brunette. Okay. Yeah. I think she... I think she is like brunette th- through most of her career. Oh, okay. But she, yeah, she was like a Hollywood good girl. Oh. So her family ended up moving to Burbank, California in 1939 when oh. Reynolds was just 16 years old and she started going to Burbank High School in 1948. During this time, she won the Miss Burbank Beauty Contest, and this contest and this contest is actually what catapults her to her stardom. Ain't that always the tale? I feel like that is the tale back in like the 1930s when there were just scouts like all over the place. This that's how Gal Gadot kind of um, got her start. Just she was scouted at a beauty contest. Sorry, no, she wasn't scouted at it. Oh. I'm not sure how she got into it, but she, like, did beauty contests, and then she was, like, meh. She, like, lost the thing and then went to the army, and then she started getting hired. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. I have the, I have a feeling this was, like, a high school beauty pageant, basically. Right. And she was really beautiful. She was singing and dancing, and at this event, there were talent scouts from both Warner Bros. and MGM, mm-hmm. um, and they MGM. both 
Yeah. So big, big wig companies at the time. They both really, really liked her. They wanted to sign her to their studio. And they actually flipped a coin to see which one was going to get her. Huh. So soon after, she had a contract with Warner Bros, where she stayed for a very long time. And they gave her the new name, Debbie. So she was actually born as Mary Frances Reynolds. And mm. they changed it when she was becoming a star. Because I guess Mary Frances is like... Yeah. I guess so. But, like, it shouldn't really matter. Like, her whole brand was the saint, you know? Debbie. Deborah. I guess Debbie has more star. Like, Debbie Reynolds does have a, a star quality to it, whereas Mary Frances is just kind of like, ew. Mary Frances gives me, like, yeah, Victorian, like, kind of stuck-up prudish. Debbie Reynolds is, like, the girl next door. Right. So, like I said, Warner won the corn toss, um, and then she was at the studio for a couple years, and she stayed there for a while, and then eventually moved over to MGM. Not really part of the story, but I wanted to give just, like, a little background on who she was. Cool. And so when she, like, started to grow in fame, she was an inspiration, basically, to all of, like, young America womanhood. She's very pure, very virginal. She also has this, like, very, like american dream type of story came up quote unquote like the hard way she had a realistic sense of values based on faith love work and money very catholic (laughs) very religious her values blah 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 blah, and money and of course money everyone likes everyone likes a poor too rich girl basically (laughs) rags to riches right we love that story we want to believe in young women like that (laughs) and she was just super kind so she was a really sweet young girl and people bought into her story from a very young age Uh aha bought into this they literally paid her money to see movies are we following along yeah are they is the audience with us i think so i'm i'm the audience and yes great amazing and so while she was working on films she was also going to school like they have they have like school set up for the like kid actors on the sets and so one of the other girls who was going to that same school was elizabeth taylor Mm. um obviously a very famous actress who was (laughs) it's just so funny to like hear you talk about them like this because like people know these names they may not know really who they are and then like oh they were studying school together right just two little school girls <laughs> on the schoolyard in between the famous famous movies they're just like us just like us, except for famous and very wealthy mm. plastic surgery one day mm. it doesn't matter we'll be there someday and so she she was going to school with the young ingenue elizabeth taylor who had taken on more like sultry roles she was in things like father of the bride a date with judy national velvet etc etc debbie says about this time together we went to school together on the lot um, when she was in between films i was just a beginner and she and i were not in any manner alike but we got along very well because i was in awe of going to school with her and if anyone said they weren't in awe with her then they were lying or blind so debbie really looked up to elizabeth but the two became fast friends if not by just like the fact that they were together so often but by the fact that i think they were just sharing similar childhoods Mm -hmm. and that can be a very powerful force yeah someone who can understand exactly like i mean how many being a child actress which i'm sure was stressful like they both had such massive roles to fill yeah and they so they were kind of would you say that they're polar opposites? Yeah. So like when they first met, like I said, Elizabeth 
Elizabeth was already a star one, but she was already kind of filling this slot as like Hollywood's very glamorous, very sexy woman. So as we often see on this podcast, we sort of have the virgin whore complex with Elizabeth Taylor being the whore and Debbie Reynolds being the virgin. Whore. And apparently Debbie Reynolds actually was a virgin up until she married her first husband, who we'll get to in just a moment. Oh. So like I said, Debbie was mostly in movie musicals. So her most notable performance up until Halloween Town, of course, was Singing in the Rain. And as she was starring in these movies and becoming more of a figure herself in the public eye, she caught the eye of her soon-to-be boyfriend, soon-to-be husband, Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher at the time was like the teenage heartthrob. He was one of the top performing musical artists, having 17 songs in the top 10 charts. And the two actually got married super quickly after they met in 1955 and went on to have two children, Todd and Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher obviously being Carrie Fisher. And if you don't know who she is, what are you doing? How do you not know? I love Carrie Fisher. Like just as a side note. She's Princess Leia, by the way. Mm -hmm. If, there like, you go. Do you not know? Carrie Fisher, so I know, is actually also one of like Hollywood's most respected or was one of Holly- Hollywood's most respected, sad, the late um, Carrie Fisher. like script doctors. She was like a really renowned writer. And so she would go in and edit scripts to make them like way better. Wow. Basically. She's also published several books and I would recommend all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, I, I'm pretty sure I wrote something about this story not giving anything away Mm -hmm. because I don't even remember the details but for Feller because Carrie Fisher was Jewish and fucking what's her daughter's name um Billy Billy Lord Lord. scream queens people okay yeah it's so good all right I'm done as so Debbie and Eddie get married and Elizabeth and Debbie stay very very good friends and Elizabeth at this time Elizabeth is marrying her third husband Um, He's a music producer named Mike Todd. Okay. And when they get married, just to give a sense of like the the couple's friendship, Debbie was Elizabeth's maid of honor and Eddie was Mike's best man. So the the two couples were like Hollywood's it couples and they together as a foursome were also best friends. Mm -hmm. So they very much were like... They were constantly photographed together out on the town. They would often go on double dates. By all intents and purposes, they were like the power couple of America at the time, both of them. That's really cool. Yeah. Debbie and Eddie got, or yeah, Debbie and Eddie got married in 1955. A few years later, Elizabeth and Mike got married. And then in 1958, Elizabeth Taylor's husband tragically dies in a plane crash. And they were so sad, obviously, but they were also so close. And Debbie was working or something. And she said to her husband, Eddie, like, go to her side. Go comfort her. Uh She needs us. No. (laughs) You don't do that. And this is where things start to get a little saucy, a little not so great. A little complicado. A little complicado. So Eddie does, in fact, rush to her side to comfort her. But like in a not super safe for work type of way, you like know what I mean? Like with his dick in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> so Debbie doesn't really speak a lot about the affair, but Carrie loves to talk and she does a lot in her memoirs. Aww. So in her memoir titled Wishful Drinking, she talks about, <laughs> they're so fun. They're so good. Do you have any of them? 
Mm, I think I have one or two, but I might have given a couple away. But I'll, I'll look and I'll find for you. So in her memoir, Wishful Drinking, Carrie Fisher writes, Naturally, my father flew to Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's side, gradually making his way slowly to her front. He first dried her eyes with his handkerchief, then he consoled her with flowers, and ultimately he consoled her with his penis. <laughs> now, this made marriage to my mother awkward, so he was gone awkward. within the week. Awkward. It made it super awkward. Oh, my God. God, could you imagine? Eddie super Fisher, awkward. Fuck you. No, it's super bold. It's super bold. Debbie was like, "Hey, go help our friend, our mutual friend," and he was like, "I'll do you one better. I'll fuck her." I thought you said to help her. <laughs> yeah. And so th- this affair obviously was super scandalous, like I said, because the couples were so revered in the media. When rumors started kind of making their way through the tabloids, it was a huge scandal. Wait, were the tabloids at this time like a page six, like? A close friend to the Fishers said, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, but I have to assume yes. Like, I'm I'm sure it was just, like, stories everywhere where it's, like, rumored affair, like, Hollywood's it girl. Right. Like, someone you told know. someone, who, someone told, who told the world. Exactly. <laughs> um, according to Debbie, what's really sad is she says she was the last to find out about the affair. She told the Daily Mail in 2010, there had been hints in the papers, and I noticed that when I turned up at functions or parties on my own, my friends were, would start whispering. Oh, but that's so rude. No, yeah, I think it's a really classic situation where, like, like all of your friends kind of know something's happening, but they don't tell you. And then you have to find out. Hint, hint. We have a couple friends who just did this. It's not chill. <laughs> you fucking tell your friends. No, if you know that your friend is being cheated on and you say nothing, you are complicit. You're Even an accessory to friends, the crime. Okay. It's, it's. You're not protecting a friend. You're screwing another friend over. Exactly. Yeah. I feel very passionately about this. Quotable words by Rachel Waynes. And she said, although I didn't want to find out the truth, I had to face up to it eventually. Even so, it was a great shock to find them together and it left me shattered. So the affair wasn't actually confirmed to Debbie until she called Elizabeth's hotel room one night and her husband answered the phone. She says in an interview, suddenly a lot of things clicked into place. I could hear her voice asking him who it who it was that was calling. They were obviously in bed together. And so I yelled and so I yelled at him, roll over, darling, and let me speak to Elizabeth. Oh, my God. Which is so powerful and so iconic and so calm. And I do think that like when you're upset about something and you're able to be calm and just like it's it's the I'm not mad. I'm disappointed thing. It's like, you know, you fucked up. I know you fucked up. Just like sleep in your bed roll over darling roll over wow i know i will try and channel that the next time i'm really fucking heated right you just gotta be like calm and be like you know what taking it in stride taking it in stride be like debbie reynolds and so like i said debbie is super catholic so she doesn't believe in divorce Uh but elizabeth and eddie told reynolds that she was keeping them and true love apart and Debbie is a big, is the bigger person pretty much in every situation. So she backed down and within a week, the two promptly wed. On their marriage, Eddie says, I divorced Debbie and married Elizabeth the day I finished my run at the Tropicana. It was a typical two-rabbi Jewish ceremony. As usual, Elizabeth was wait for, late for her own wedding. We were married under the chuppah, a canopy, as, is, as it is traditional. And at the end of ceremony, I stomped on a wine glass. This is, this is what I wrote about. I think Elizabeth Taylor converted to Judaism. Oh, okay. That's Fun. what it was. Fun for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go through that marriage. Oh, my goodness. And what ensues is pretty much just chaos for a lot of their careers. 
Debbie, like I said, doesn't really talk about it, but she was oddly warned that Eddie would probably cheat on her a couple years before they got married by none other than Frank Sinatra, who was her co-star in the 1955 film, The Tender Trap. He said, don't marry Eddie. He said that I... He said that Debbie shouldn't get married to a singer because they're not faithful. It's ridiculous for you to take this on. And she asked why. I don't think that I want to listen to you. I think he's really adorable. Adorable. He's so adorable. And this is this is all also, I think, coming from Carrie Fisher's book. And Carrie Fisher is basically just like eye rolling at all of this. She's like, my mom thought he was fucking adorable. <laughs> no, he was a fucking snake. Oh, I You should have listened to, to Frank this. Sinatra. <laughs> So yeah, if you want a good juicy book, I guess Wishful Drinking is the way to go. Shout out to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I should get a copy for my mom too. Yeah, Hi, cute. mommy. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening. Um, so, you know, Reynolds was... Wait, wait, wait. I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah. Frank Sinatra is a singer and he's saying, do not... Yeah. Trust he's, he's literally like, hey, listen, I know the type. All right. I wouldn't marry me. I don't think you should marry Eddie. And it's also like Eddie was, you know, a young. He was basically like a Jonas brother at the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. He was like a, a Troy Bolton. Right. Zac Efron. You know what I mean? Songs a young charts. boy. Top charting. It's like you're, you don't want to marry someone like that because then they're going to resent you when their career ultimately ends up going down the drain or you eclipse them. And like Debbie Reynolds was crazy, you know, whatever. And I mean, even Debbie Reynolds at a point was like, she was like, I, I know that Elizabeth has so many alluring qualities about her, like even like any man would have been drawn to her. So she kind of does this thing where she justifies it in a weird way. She's femme fatale Elizabeth Taylor. But yeah. So what do you do? What do you do? But Reynolds was devastated over the infidelity, according to her son, who also writes about it. Um, he calls what happened one of Hollywood's biggest, most notorious scandals in his own memoir. I didn't write down down the title, um, but he basically writes the world was stunned. Eddie and Elizabeth were vilified. Eddie was declared a philandering, opportunistic loser, and Elizabeth <laughs> and Elizabeth was labeled a bad girl, home wrecking slut. <laughs> Debbie, on the other hand, was was able to maintain her good girl, innocent, unsuspecting victim story. And as a single mom, she was globally embraced as like someone who was deserving of love and sympathy. Mm -hmm. So Debbie's really the only one to walk away from this unscathed because everyone loves to believe in her, like in her, in her movies and in her real life. She's just this good girl who like can't seem to catch a break. That kind of sucks that like the, the person she was portraying in movies mm-hmm. was the same as her real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you want to escape that, but um, this is like nice for her. And then uh, interesting to have, like if we had a totally different Elizabeth Taylor episode, right. The kind of cheering that we would have for Absolutely. her. And well, the thing is like, we should do an, a different episode on Elizabeth Taylor. Cause this is just like a blip in the radar of what her overarching story would be. Yeah. Eddie's her third husband of five. I think she goes on to have, wow. um, she ends up leaving Eddie when she's on the set of Cleopatra a couple of years later. What? So it really is just one of those things where it's like all things come around in the end. You know, and um, I said a little bit a little bit earlier that Debbie really never faulted um, Elizabeth for what what happened. Mm -hmm. She says, I never felt bitter about Elizabeth. A man doesn't leave a woman for another woman unless he wants to go. 
you know, when Mike Todd died, I sent Eddie to help Elizabeth. I don't think she ever really loved him. He was just an interim interest during the mourning period. So she was basically like, Elizabeth was so, was hurting so badly that she just wanted to grab onto anything that was showing her attention. And Eddie was super willing to do it. Yeah. And I do think we should vilify Eddie because he is the one who fucked up. Yeah, totally. totally. I mean, Elizabeth's not like totally in the clear, but like, you know, fuck Eddie. <laughs> I mean, they're both in the wrong. They did a horrible thing to their, both of their best friends yeah she was uh debbie was eddie's best friend uh and i really like uh debbie's view on it Mm -hmm. he wanted to leave like yeah it's not like like he was a snake too so she didn't really femme fatale elizabeth she was like eddie wanted to leave and and he did yeah and so so as this goes on it affected each of their careers in a really specific and interesting way so I was surprised to find out that for both Reynolds and Taylor, it actually drove as like a box office boost for them. Mm-hmm. They wanted to support Reynolds, but they were also like seduced by the the idea of Elizabeth Taylor. So both of them were able to see more success. While Eddie, on the other hand, was tarnished basically for choosing to leave his wife and his children. And he was like, he was sent back to doing like cabaret work basically. Uh tacky yeah it was, it was, yeah we were like they were like we're done with you you're a piece of shit and we don't want to support you anymore but the two women they were like "Ooh, she has sex appeal and we feel bad for this one so we're gonna keep supporting them and it's also the, the again the virgin exactly uh, or dichotomy this is like such a rare instance i think in oral history podcast history right we love both the virgin and the whole but where a yeah we love both of them but also that the man who fucked both of them gets fucked yeah yeah that's awesome yeah shout out to you guys 1950s folk (laughs) we're so proud of you (laughs) if you're 80 or older listening to this podcast this one's for you the one thing we can say we're proud of you for right (laughs) Mm. because it didn't have to do with anything real like you know health insurance or yes 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 you know minorities okay Reynolds goes on to remarry a few different times. So she marries a millionaire businessman named Henry Carl in 1960. And they ended up divorcing in 1973, but not because of any sort of scandal, but because um, Carl had a really terrible gambling problem. And Reynolds was like, I'm not I'm not going to do that with you anymore. Dude, he was probably gambling when they met. Probably. Yeah. Poor girl. But on the plus side, and this is a vote for female friendships, Elizabeth and um, Debbie for many years didn't speak afterwards or they weren't close. Mm. But the two actually ended up becoming friends again when they were both on a transatlantic cruise ship, the Queen Elizabeth in 1966. They were both found they both found themselves in close quarters. And Debbie sent her sent Elizabeth a note basically saying, like, we should just get this over with. Let's have dinner and just have a good time. Do you know how many years after this was? Like a decade? Mm, It was like a decade later, maybe like a decade and some change. I love this. (laughs) Yeah. And the two ended up having a great time. And they actually ended up co-starring with Shirley MacLaine and Joan Collins in the television movie These Old Old Broads, which was co-written by Debbie's daughter, Carrie Fisher. Can we watch that for Patreon? Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. Okay, fine. So that is pretty much the story of this like scandal. And obviously Debbie goes on to star in Halloween Town as the kooky, but you know, 
comforting grandmother. I guess I just wanted to share this story because we've never really done just a scandal before. It does kind of detail Debbie's life, but it's not really about her. It's about female friendships. Okay, guys? This is such a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. And it's just I, juicy and quick and fun. This is a really landmark oral history episode, and I would like to move moving forward. I think oral history is evolving. forever changed. It's ever it's forever changed, forever evolving, and I would like to do more of these like snapshot things instead mm. of like you know one specific person's entire life. Like, what's one specific? Yeah. Whatever. As I was researching, I was like, oh, this really isn't about a seductress, but like more of a scandal. And I was like, you know what? That's okay because it's so fun, and we love Debbie Reynolds, and we love Elizabeth Taylor. So why not just discuss this you know affair that rocked the nation in the 1950s yeah I thank hope, you i hope everyone is better for this like that I, I i hope you can all learn something apply it to your everyday lives go and watch halloween town and know that debbie has been through so much fucking shit and she <gasps> deserves the praise she deserves to live on in our hearts this episode is sponsored by halloween, halloween town, town. <laughs> Yeah, so I um I actually kind of slacked on the where are they now portion of this episode, and I'm really sorry. But you can read Wishful Drinking, and also Carrie Fisher's son, or not Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds' son wrote about it. And also, if you just fucking Google it, there's there are profiles in the about this everywhere. So even though I don't think I don't think there are like specific movies or books on it, aside from the memoirs from the kids, like if you just Google this. A shit like so many articles are going to come up because people love talking about it it really was such a scandal in hollywood like this episode is also sponsored by google google <laughs> um, use your fucking hands i think this would make a really fucking amazing movie focusing on just this scandal i feel like if ryan murphy did like an, a 10 episode eight episode series on it like yeah. he did he's done he's done a couple things on like hollywood scandals but i i feel like something like that could be really good like amazing at ryan murphy yo make it yeah we're gonna do fuck Mary kill now okay and really? we're gonna do debbie eddie and elizabeth obviously but it's it's a tough order so I'm killing fucking Eddie Fisher. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But the next two, it's like, I don't think there's a wrong placement. Actually, no, there is a correct way to do it. I'm going to marry Elizabeth Taylor. That's not what you thought. No. I'm going to marry Elizabeth Taylor because I think the only caveat is that she's been divorced so many times, right? Mm, I was just going based on the virgin whore complex. So I'm going to fuck the whore and marry the virgin. Oh. Yeah. The pull for me here. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Is that Elizabeth Taylor converted and Debbie Reynolds, I think, perhaps could be too Christian for me. How old was she when she married? That's fair. Um, I can do the math. Give me a moment. Like if it was late in her years, that just kind of makes me feel. She was like 23 when she got married. I mean, that's that's not too old. Some people are like porn stars. I I interviewed this porn star the other day and she was like, I lost my virginity really late. I was 18. And I was like, bitch, I was 20 or no i was no you weren't i was 19 <laughs> you just wanted to be dramatic <laughs> bitch i was 75 i was a <laughs> i was a freshman in college but like whatever yeah and then De- debbie i'll fuck for sure but i i do think debbie would make a lot a better wife based on this story yeah yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna obviously i'm gonna fuck the whore the whore the whore elizabeth taylor i'm yeah. gonna marry debbie because she just deserves a loving she's gonna be faithful to me like i do think if her first marriage hadn't been so absolute shit 
she wouldn't have gotten married and divorced and the other men that she divorced also had like issues well, how many men did she marry i think she had three husbands oh um yeah d- divorced obviously the second one because of gambling and i forget what happens to the third one um but yeah so that's what i'm gonna do marry debbie and we're gonna live a beautiful witchy life together and ob- yeah obviously kill eddie i think you guys would make a really great partnership yeah i think she would take care of me yeah i'm gonna marry my this like motherly grand i'm marrying the grandma version of her is what's happening <laughs> i am just marrying fucking the grandma from halloween down <laughs> it's not debbie reynolds okay it's, it's the grandma i i think perhaps you know debbie does seem so genuine so present so available so caring and that's why i could not be with her because yeah I, you hate when people are nice to you exactly i'm just not attracted to it and, and you therefore couldn't, you couldn't handle Elizabeth it I, taylor I is now. my perfect partner yeah <laughs> okay now for the now for the stuff you've all been waiting for michael sarah casting couch i don't i don't know i feel like i could see him being elizabeth taylor you're nodding you're like yes i like that that was my first thought i think it's because i think the dichotomy it. there the juxtaposition of michael sarah being the sexy elizabeth taylor and like watching all these men fawn over michael sarah would be really pleasant to me as like a as like a farce of a movie and then if i wanted like a serious biopic i would put him as debbie reynolds you know what i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> so it really just depends on the direction you want to go with the film but i refuse to make him the villain here i don't want it to happen i think that was a the, the same call i have yeah there's no other option, really. Great. The director calls it. Great. Well, we then call the we're done here. We're done. We're done. We're done in this the town. The casting. In we'll see Halloween. you later in this Halloween town. I'm going to find a really spooktacular one since this was kind of like a fake Halloween episode, but it's still good. So you're I, welcome. I love <laughs> the Halloween adjacent. Thank you. And... You just did such a great job with like a haunting episode. And I was like, I'm only giving them like a sort of Halloween oh, episode. But, bitch, but you know what? We have two more. You you set it up with your first fortune I know, teller. I know. Fuck you. <laughs> but I knew this was Halloween town based. And I was like, I'm doing it. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I set it for a spooktober when I was like, okay, now I'm going to do one. And now you're like, okay, now I'm going to do it. And now I got to do it. And then you got to do it. No. And, and yeah, you can do a Halloween adjacent <laughs> one, but I want some tie into Halloween. Um, just to note on Halloween town, Elon, my brother, if you are mm-hmm. listening to this, I Hi, just, Elon. Oh, I don't know. It just makes a nice thing to do. No, yeah, Hi. It just like makes me feel like we're all hanging out. That makes <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, Elon and I used to watch Halloween town every Halloween. And then there was Cute. a certain point where he kind of grew out of it. That was, sad for me but then i grew out of it too because no i mean yeah it happens it happens yeah i will say you watched all of them i don't even know did you watch when they replaced marnie with sarah paxton it was rude to be honest i don't remember it they yeah so they did halloween town and then halloween town 2 calabar's revenge and then they had a third halloween town and then they had the halloween town high Wait, is Sarah Paxton like... Um, She's the girl who was an aquamarine. She was the long mermaid. Long neck, sharp. Long neck, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I saw that one. Or at least yeah. the like Disney preview. I didn't like it. Yeah. When they changed her out. I was like, it doesn't feel weird. right. It felt weird. What happened to Mari? Did she get like a Coke? Connection? I don't know, but she's on TikTok now. And she married Calabar. What? Yes. That's the real scandal of this episode. <laughs> she married the evil Calabar. Drama. I mean, 
but now they make tiktoks together it's very cute wow dude yeah she's doing a lot of halloween content it's like okay <laughs> she comes out once a year <laughs> for three months she's yeah she left halloween town just to be on tiktok how sweet of her <laughs> That's cool. Mm. Now we're just talking on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't have anything to say to that because I didn't see it. But yeah, I guess now we're just talking. So I will. We will conclude. You take it away. I don't like doing this. You part. don't like doing this part? No, not at all. <clears throat> I like pretending like I'm one of those fast talking ladies well, on like really medicine commercials it. where they're like, if you experience nausea, diarrhea, fainting or any of the other like blood issues. Leave <laughs> a review. An oral Leave history. a review. If you're going <laughs> to let us know <laughs> tell us but make sure you give us five stars still yeah say whatever ailment you have i don't care what the verbal reviews say to be completely honest you can write gibberish down there but leave it and give us five stars we're not joking no like i'm not kidding like if you've gotten this far and you're hearing us say this for like the millionth time in a row mm-hmm. just do it and then once you've done that follow us on oral history pod and at instagram oral history podcast on tiktok tiktok send us some Mail at oralhistorypod at gmail.com. Yeah. And please, please, please. We love you. We love you. Oh, we're also on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to that. Give us some money. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's patreon.com slash oralhistorypod. Podcast. Cast. You'll find it. <laughs> we trust you. This this episode is sponsored again by Google. Look it up. <laughs> I think right, it's also y'all. in the show notes. Anyway, we love you so much. We'll see you next week.